Today's episode is brought to you by Windex. You ever need to clean your windows, see through to the other side, or maybe you just want to poison somebody who thinks blue liquid looks cool? Well, that's where Windex comes in. It's a multi-purpose cleaning solution, best for mirrors and windows, but underestimated for killing the enemy. Now keep in mind, I don't condone murder in any way, shape, or form, but Windex does. And best of all, after your enemy has fallen, you have something to clean the mess up with. So think beyond glass and discover more ways to add a streak-free shine and murder-free scent to practically any surface in your home. Give life a sparkle and give death a glistening shimmer with Windex Multipurpose Killing Solution. Alright, so that was the sponsor. Um, you know, and only two episodes in, we got a sponsor, so that's really cool. Uh, and that's not easy to do, man. I know a lot of, a lot of podcasters are trying to get sponsors. Dude, it's really easy, man. I just reached out to Windex, and, and they were so grateful that, you know, that I even wanted them. And, uh, you know what, that's cool. Like, I don't mind lending a hand to somebody that, uh, needs a hand, you know, and Windex to me seem like they needed a hand. Uh, you know, and there might be more sponsored segments in the future. So we will see I, segments, sponsored episodes, really. Uh, we're not at the sponsored segments part yet. But anyways, uh, this is the third episode of Comedian Ordinaire. And this episode is going to be very okay. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about just what it's like to perform stand-up in front of nothing but comedians, right? When the only people that are watching you perform are the bartender and then comedians, and that's it. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about getting heckled, which is something that happened to me last night, and you'll actually get to hear it, too. Uh, I did record that set, so you'll you'll hear that. Um and, uh, and then I want to read some things that people wrote into the email, which is lovely, uh, you know, and I just want to say thanks to those guys again, but, you know, we'll get to that a little bit later on. But this is the third episode, so here we go. Okay, and first things first, I guess I just want to address, um, if there's any echo in the room at all, I do apologize. I am in a study room in the library. Um, and I don't know, and you know, some people might go like, well, why can't you record at your home? And it's a little bit weird recording at home because I'm just talking to myself. And I live with my brother, by the way, so shout out to my brother. I love my brother, man. Um, but it's weird because I do talk to myself and if somebody else is there, I just feel inclined to talk to that person. Since I'm the only one in the room, uh, it's a little bit easier just to do. Um, so I guess that's why I'm in the library. I just, I'm coming from work right now and I reek of coffee and eco shine. Jeez. I don't want to talk about that though. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about 
what it's like to perform when the only people that are watching you are comedians and you know like I said one bartender which is something I did last night at this place called Axe Saloon over in Lakewood uh, and it was a really cool spot like it, it's definitely made for people to go up and and to perform really um, I'd say that the only downside was that you know on the on the very left side of the stage about like I don't know five feet away from the stage there's a hallway the hallway has two bathrooms and then at the end of that hallway is just another room like a huge room where they perform live music and there's a lot of live music and the live music unfortunately was happening during the open mic so every comic that went up you know had to talk over those like over those drums and actually last night was a karaoke night too so we had to talk over like people singing old songs that they really like I feel like karaoke is honestly made mostly for old songs. New karaoke might be a thing. It might be. I'm not dispersed in, in the world of karaoke, so I don't really know what that's like. Um, and, and that's what that was last night. And look, I, I had fun. I did have fun. I just want to get out and say that right now. I had a great time performing, and I met some really cool people. Uh, I met great people, actually, like, it was really cool. Uh, I remember at the Irish Rover Bomb, uh, which is a set that I, I that I did a while ago. But I remember that at that mic, you know, it was one of the, I guess like last ten, last fifteen, to go up. Uh, and while I was waiting, man, you know, because I got there like right at the sign up, which is at eight o'clock. I think I went up. I don't know, maybe like ten thirty or eleven, and. I met this other comedian named Chris, and I'm so sorry that I forgot your last name, but, you know, I met I met this guy, and his name was Chris, and he was also a comedian, and he was telling me that it was the first mic that he was doing in, like, six months or something like that, and that, you know, he was just kind of getting back into it, and that was cool, and, you know, he went up, and he had an okay set. Uh, it was a little bit short, and uh, and I didn't see him for a while. I didn't see him until last night at the open mic, and I'm like, dude, I, I know you, I know you. That's one of the great things about doing this, man, is meeting those people, and no disrespect to literally everybody else in the world, but my favorite people to meet are comedians. There's something about, and again, like this is me calling myself a comedian, I guess, but there's something about when two comedians meet, and, and they start talking, and there's just like a natural chemistry. I don't know what it is. You know, it's just two people that, that just want to joke around and they're kind of just feeding off of one another. Comedians usually, I guess, are good listeners, although I've met some comedians who just love to hear their own voice. And I know that I say that having my own podcast, uh, but it's very refreshing when you meet just like, just like a comedian that wants to listen and joke around. And uh, one of my friends said it best, it's a little bit intoxicating, honestly. Uh, and so comedians are just my favorite people to talk with. <laughs> I keep saying that. They're my favorite people. Uh, and, and, you know, that guy Chris last night, it had been a couple months since I saw him at the Irish Rover. And, you know, I think his set might have been like two minutes long that night. And then last night, this dude, could he was going like seven to ten minutes. 
and it was solid material. And that's an amazing thing to see when a comedian is uh, building their act. And, and, you know, you get to see it firsthand, man. You know, and I think like six months ago, he might have been a little bit nervous. And we kind of talked about it before. We're not really sure if the stage fright goes away. But, dude, he did it and he killed despite only performing in front of comedians. Now, I talked a little bit about this in the first episode about the Mutiny Cafe and how it's not absolutely my favorite thing to do. Right? I was kind of explaining it like um, when you're performing in, in front of nothing but comedians, they can pick your act apart because they know exactly what you're doing and they kind of get your timing. They might not see the punchline coming and that's really what makes a great joke I think but if they if they're able to and you know these are smart people so a lot of times they do uh, then they won't laugh and that just makes the room a lot quieter and and in this set that you'll hear a little bit later it is kind of quiet um, and I don't you know whatever it was I was trying something new that time I was just doing, you know, a bunch of a one-liner set is really what it was. So I didn't didn't go up there with any stories and I hardly talked about myself. I just wanted to try some of these one-liners and and it went okay. It went okay. Um, but it's just, you know, it's just good to get up there. And there was another comedian there who had his own podcast. Man, I'm really I'm shitty with remembering names. I don't remember his name or the name of his podcast, and I so wish that I could tell you guys to go listen to that. But uh, maybe I'll see him next week. Maybe I'll see him next time I go up there at Axe Saloon. It was funny. The uh, the host of the mic, his name was Peter, and he was saying that that particular part of Lakewood like per square inch had the highest crime rate in Colorado. And he was like, what a great place for us to perform. And I didn't know it until about halfway through the show, but it was a biker bar. Yeah, it was just, it was a bar. And in one room where the open mic was, that's where all the comics kind of hung out. But then like down that hallway, like I was saying, where they were playing live music, Nothing but bikers. And you know a biker when you see one. For whatever reason, they all just let their beard grow out and they love leather. Bikers love leather. And I'm not the first one to observe that or probably even say that. They, they love leather. Vests, you know, leather hats. Like a Jewish biker would wear a leather yarmulke, I'm pretty sure. And Leather Yamaka is actually the name of that cover band that was playing across the hallway. You know, they were doing their thing. I'm not hating on them. Bikers love leather. That's all I'm saying. And they love sunglasses. I guess because they're always riding their bike in the daylight. But, dude, bikers wear sunglasses 8.30 p.m. at night inside. Sunglasses and leather. They got the heat cranked all the way up in the bar. They still got sunglasses and a leather jacket. So I tip my hat off to the bikers, man. Uh, and, you know, the group last night, not our, they were friendly. They were friendly. I'm, I'm not going to say that, you know, these bikers kind of fit the, the mold that you would see typically. They were good people. 
you're probably like, dude, I'm sick of hearing you talk about bikers. All right. All right. And also just another thing too, um, there was one guy there who was performing for the very first time. He said that you know he had just turned 30, which I'm sure he was lying about because he looked like he was 75 years old. Um, but it was his very first time up, and that part I believe. You know, he came in, he was really outgoing. He goes like, hi guys, I'm Rob. He's just like tall guy wearing a Philadelphia Eagles hat. And he goes, hi guys, I'm Rob. And you know, super friendly guy, and he was like, I've just always wanted to try this, you know, and since I just turned 30 slash 75, I thought tonight would be the night. And, you know, we all welcomed him, and that was awesome, man. It's really cool. You know, I was talking earlier about uh, seeing Chris's set evolve from, like, one or two minutes to, like, seven minutes and seven and a half minutes. That's awesome. It's also amazing to see somebody try it for the first time, dude. Look, it's not an easy thing to do. And I'm not saying, like, I'm amazing because I do it. I'm not saying that at all. Although I am. But it, it's very difficult to do. And it was cool, man. He, he went up and he started talking. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to, like, quote his set or anything because I don't want to butcher it. I, I like his timing a lot, actually. And, you know, he's very personable. So it was just the way that he told his jokes. It was something that only he could do. Um, it was pretty funny though because he 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 was talking and uh, I think he only was on stage for like a minute and a half because he had forgotten his notebook. Ah, oh, the notebook, man! I've become so okay. I don't want to say that I've become dependent on it, but I know that I used to be dependent on the notebook to even get up there. You know, you need to see the bullet points and you need to know what to talk about. And that's what the notebook is for. I'm not talking the notebook, the movie. Which I don't even think you thought I was talking about. I'm sorry that I'm so tired. It's 4.30. And again, I've just gotten off of work. I'm exhausted. But I heard somebody say once that you got to keep the eye of the tiger alive. And I don't know that, you know... I heard it, or that I read it somewhere, or if I'm even quoting the person right, or if that's even what they said. But the point stands. You gotta keep the eye of the tiger alive. Just the eye. You know, you don't gotta keep the whole tiger alive. I'm pretty sure that's what that person was trying to say, is that the eye is the most important part. I could be wrong. Maybe I'll look it up somewhere. I don't know. But you got to keep the eye of the tiger alive, which basically I interpret as just just do the work. Just do the work. And again, you know, developing a work ethic is so incredibly difficult. And, you know, the fact that I'm only on episode three and already getting gassed and kind of feeling exhausted just kind of shows me that uh, this is a long road. You know, it's a long road. I read somewhere... Or heard in a song, maybe, that like 80% of podcasts or like a majority of podcasts don't make it past seven episodes. And so every seven episodes that I keep this thing up and alive, uh, I'm going to celebrate. I don't know how I'm going to celebrate. Maybe I'll celebrate by, uh, you know, doing 
an eighth episode. I don't know, maybe I'll celebrate by taking myself out for a nice faux lunch, you know, get, get a nice noodle bowl, some grilled shrimp. You know, maybe like a little bit of steamed rice on the side. You're like, rice and noodles? That's insane. Dude, I'm celebrating. You know, when you do eight episodes of a podcast, you can have rice and noodles. Rice and noodles. You're like, dude, that's the starchiest shit I've ever heard in my life. It'll take you like a year and a half to burn off that one noodle bowl. Worth it. Worth it. And in the eighth episode, I'll probably just talk about, you know, how I'm having trouble digesting all of those carbs or what I'm going to do about it. What was I talking about? Keep the eye of the tiger alive, something like that. Anyways, dude, this one is a little bit all over the place. Um, but, but I guess the main thing that I really wanted to talk about besides the actual comedy was uh, that I got heckled last night. And if you don't know what getting heckled is, basically it's just when somebody in the audience just starts shouting out, uh, interrupting, interrupting the set, and typically they'll shout things like, when do the jokes start? Something like that. It's like a typical heckle, or that wasn't funny. Whatever. I, I It's usually drunk people that heckle, um, but the other type of person that heckles are assholes um, and that's what I thought this guy was you know coming to find out later you know he, he wasn't but I'll get into that um, and I was the very first comic that went up you know I mean besides the host who he had a great set and you know he was so welcoming and uh, you'll hear that a little bit in the in the clip that I that I'll put in um, I was the first comic to go up, and I was trying something new, and it was pretty funny. He was like, how long have you been doing this? And since I've been off and on for a while, I didn't know exactly what to say. Um, and so I was like, I don't know, like a year, I guess, like a year collectively, but I think I started like two years ago. Um, but I was like, yeah, I've been doing it like a year. I moved uh, from Albuquerque, and now I live in Littleton. You always got to tell them that that interesting thing, I guess. It's not interesting that I'm from Albuquerque, but you got to tell them that one thing that they can kind of hang on to. And that's how uh, that's how he introduced me, <laughs> you know, Dano from Albuquerque. And uh, and just to get sidetracked again, it was pretty funny. The guy Rob that I was telling you about that uh, was performing for the very first time. I go up and I talk to him after the show, and he was like, "Dude, what was your name again?" I'm like, "It's Dano." He goes, that's right, that's right. I wanted to go up there and give you shit about having an O in your name. He wanted to give me shit about having an O in my name. I don't know what that, I don't know. Because I have an O in my name? <laughs> I thought it was a funny thing. Hey, you have an O in your name. Go fuck yourself, you know? Okay, all right. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll go do that because I have an O in my name. I don't know what his uh, beef is with that one letter. You know, like I've heard of racism and sexism. But alphabetism? I don't think that's the thing. 
Maybe it is a thing. Maybe it is a thing because I'm, I'm starting to think a little bit. I don't really like the letter H. I don't like the letter H. You know, it kind of hangs out. I think H goes best after T. You know, without T, H really isn't shit. And then, you know, it kind of needs other letters. It needs vowels and shit. Other letters need vowels too, but H specifically. I feel like it always it just needs it, dude. Hi, hello, Athens, hell. This has got to be the worst. This this will go down as as one of the most boring episodes because. <laughs> <laughs> So far, episode three, the most boring. I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to stop chatting for a little bit, um, and uh, and I'm going to play the set. But before I play that, the very last thing that I'm going to say, the guy that was heckling uh, had a broken leg. He was in a boot, and he was on crutches. Um, and, and, and that'll make sense once you hear the clip. Here is the clip right here, actually. Uh, where the hell is he? Oh, there he is. Shoot. Ah, damn. Uh, so good looking, you, you can't even see. Alright. Uh, wait, that's the Beatles song. Please welcome, uh, from out, uh, moved here to Littleton from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Please welcome our good friend, Dano. Thank you. Cool. Have fun. Thank good you. seven. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll see. No, seriously. Said good seven. We'll do like a mediocre five. Is that okay? Uh, I just went to the bathroom. Do I have the P dots? Am I okay? Do you guys see the P dots? Because I'm not going to pay attention to that. I'll assume I don't have P dots. Okay. Really quick, guys, before we start, just by a show of hands. How many people here have ever lost an arm before? Okay, I guess that's everybody. Holy shit. Um, I love that movie Benjamin Button. Never gets old. All right, okay, thank you. I love that, that's amazing. Uh, I hate texting. I hate all those one word answers that we get from each other nowadays, you know? Like I got a girl's phone number once and I remember asking her, hey, do you know how to keep a conversation going? To which she replied, yeah. I never heard from her again. But I guess I can't get too mad, I do it too. Like I got a text from my mom yesterday and it was like, Hey, sweetie, just want to let you know that I love you very much and you're the light of my life. I don't know what I would do if I never had you or your brother, and I can't wait to see you on Mother's Day. I get that text, I read it, and I'm like, thanks. And then THX thanks, too, you know, I'm trying to save time. Um, I was a really quiet kid growing up. Really quiet. Actually, so quiet, one day somebody came up to me and said, hey, why are you so quiet? I said, I don't want to talk about it. All right. Yeah, I was as quiet as this room, actually. That's, that's amazing. Actually, the first word that I ever said was nice, and I was seven years old. True story. Uh, so I didn't say a word until I was seven, until one day one of my friends introduced me to a group of his friends. And he was like, hey, everybody, this is Dano. He doesn't speak. Another kid goes, huh, you don't say. That means that was good. So I will take that. I like this guy over here, actually. 
It's like somebody told him to break a leg and he just like took it way too seriously. Oh no, I like that. I like that. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was watching TV and an episode of Cops came on. You know, the men and women of law enforcement. What TV show were you watching? It was on Spike TV. Channel 49, Direct TV. Anyways, watching Cops and it's never an easy thing to watch, but it was a domestic abuse episode and I don't really like bringing this up, but when you're watching something like this and you see gold, you kind of got to tell people. Anyways, uh, an officer comes up to a man and he's like, why? Why do you, why do you think she hit you? And he goes, beats me. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was a domestic abuse joke and I'm aware of that, but this guy's my favorite over here. Everybody's favorite. <laughs> uh, beating around the bush sounds like masturbation done incorrectly. Nice. And I would know. From experience. From experience, yeah. Uh, the other day I was I was leaving a building and I was looking at my phone and I was playing it cool, but I saw that out of the corner of my eye, a woman was gonna exit the building at the exact same time, but she was one step in front of me, right? So she was gonna get to the door first. So it's 2019 and I'm like, women can open doors for themselves. And so I stopped short and I let her open the door. You fucked up. I fucked up, man. Come to, come to realize, not the right move to make uh, because she was in a, a wheelchair. Hey, honey. That one's on me. Uh, really quick, do you guys know what blowjobs are? Yeah. All right. Well, it's <laughs> getting a blowjob, right? And this girl's gonna try something new, right? She goes, how's that? I go, well, I like where your head's at. I'm gonna close on that one, guys. That's what I told her too. I'm gonna leave on that one. Thank you very much for your time. Hell yeah. Dano, everybody, hell yeah. Fucking A. Yeah. Yep. And you know, I don't, I don't necessarily enjoy, <laughs> um, sorry, there's an announcement that just played in the library and they're like, we'll be closing in 20 minutes, which means I got to wrap it up. Um, what was I saying? What was I saying? God damn it, voice in the library, dude. And then I got this clock ticking. I was saying, I don't know that it's actually my favorite thing that I'm playing like back-to-back -back mediocre sets or kind of bad sets, I guess. But that's the life, man. I, I think I, I might have said it in the first episode that just a majority of my shows and a majority of shows for a starting comedian just aren't going to go well. But if you want it, you'll keep doing it. And and uh, And it was pretty wild getting heckled. That guy heckled everybody. He heckled everybody. He didn't heckle Rob because he wasn't in the room at the time. Rob was that guy that was performing for the first time. But, dude, he was shouting shit out the entire time. And, look, that's a little bit annoying. But, again, dude, he, he wasn't a comedian. I think he might have been the only person watching besides the bartender that wasn't a comedian. And, you know, we kind of start playing to the audience. And he was the audience, pretty much. Um, 
and you kind of hear me getting into, into those one-liners, and I think it was the one that I go, uh, huh, you don't say that punchline, and then he hears that, and he goes, that's bad. And I go, well, actually, that means that that's good. And like I said, he, he was in crushes, so I was like, dude, what happened to you? Did somebody just tell you to break a leg, and you just took it way too seriously? And I kind of did think he was an asshole for the entire time, for the entire time. There was one comic that went up. His name was Anthony something. Anthony something. Something was actually his last name. It was literally his last name. Anthony something. We'll go with that. He was heckling him, and Anthony ended up making his whole set pretty much about that heckler. You know, like he walked off stage, and he just went up and just started trying to talk to the guy. And it, it was super awkward. It was one of the most awkward things that, uh, that I've seen. <laughs> and that's coming from the guy who lives in the awkward moment. And you heard it on stage. You know, I go, wow, I was, I was about as quiet as this room, huh? Nudge, nudge, or whatever. Um, but after the, after the set and after the show had ended, you know, st- uh, started like at 8.30. I think we ended like at 10. There wasn't too many comedians, you know, so we all got a decent amount of time. But afterwards, I'm just, you know, I go over and talk to Rob a little bit. That's when he tells me that he wanted to give me shit for having an O in my name, which I still don't understand. And then, you know, as I'm leaving, actually, like I, just, I say goodbye to everybody. He taps me on the shoulder and he goes, hey, man, I just want to let you know. You were actually really good up there. I go, oh, thanks. And, you know, we get to talking a little a little bit. And he's not a comedian, but he's like, you know, I've, I've wanted to do that. And I kind of want to go do that, but I don't have any material. I'm not uncomfortable speaking in front of people at all, which is one of the hardest things to get over initially. But the fact that he wasn't, and I kind of believed him, you know, because he was shouting the entire time, talking in front of people. But he was like, I do kind of just want to go up there. I just don't really you know, have material or I don't necessarily know what to talk about. And I'm like, well, you're a heckler. Why don't you go upstage and just heckle people from the stage? Why don't you go up there and just roast people? And he was like, oh, shit, maybe I'll try that. And I'm like, if you actually do that, you might get in a fight. Just calling people out on stage, hey, where are you from, Minnesota? Fuck Minnesota, you know? I could see that happening to that guy. But he wasn't a bad guy, actually. He, he was pretty decent. He was decent enough to even, you know, come up to a couple of the comedians and not apologize. Didn't apologize, but he was like, I liked your stuff a lot, you know, keep working. And, and, and that, was, that was cool, I guess. It was the first time that I've ever really been heckled. You know, I remember when I did start doing this, I'd say this was like a year and a half ago. I wanted, a, I wanted somebody to heckle me. And I went up, it was a Saturday night at this place called Los Tacos, which used to do an open mic. They don't do it anymore, uh, right on Colfax. And I wanted people to heckle me. And so I go up there and I'm like, uh, you know, this is the part of my set where I'm going to encourage audience participation. I'd only prepared about two minutes and I was just hoping to, you know, finish the five minute set talking with the crowd and doing crowd work and getting heckled and seeing if I could, you know, hold my own. Um, and literally nobody heckled me. 
I was asking for it and nobody heckled me. And it was about 20, 30 seconds of just silence where I'm like, literally anybody, any takers whatsoever, I just want to, you know, I just want to get in a back and forth really quick. I want to get this practiced under my belt, you know, because my grandma had warned me. You know, she warned me, if you go up there, some people might start shouting shit out, you know, acting like they're on stage when really they're not and they don't even have a microphone. And uh, yeah, and nobody heckled. And and then the host of the open mic, uh, I believe at that time his name was Michael Sayedigan. Well, that's still his name, but I believe that was the host of the mic at that time. And he goes, uh, you still have three more minutes. And that got a bigger laugh than my first two minutes than me asking for a heckle. Uh, was this guy just going, dude, you got three more minutes, man. Let's hear it. Let's hear something else. Nobody wants to fucking heckle you. So, oh, that was pretty brutal. Actually, one guy did shout out, go back to your opener. And I had a killer opening line. Like I said, that mic was on Colfax. And so I go up there. And, and the first thing that I say, you know, I just go, um, did you guys know that coal is the world's most abundant fossil fuel? And, and, I, and I start saying these things about coal, and, uh, and I'm like, you know, it's the most plentiful resource on the world in the world that we have. We've been using it since the dark ages, and we'll continue to use it until there is nothing left. And everybody's just kind of looking at me, and they're like, that's the least interesting, least funny shit that I've ever heard. What are you talking about? And I waited out and I go, oh, is this, is this not the Colfax open mic? I, had, I, I think I'm on the wrong. Yeah. Dude, that was a killer. That was a killer opening. And that guy's like, go back to your opener. <laughs> it's just more Colfax for you. Um, and, uh, and, you know, last night actually getting heckled. It was weird, man. I didn't know. I thought I was like on mushrooms or something. I was like, is somebody else talking right now? What in the world, dude? That's how new to this I am. You know, that somebody else was talking. And I was like, who the fuck is talking? I have the microphone. They don't have a microphone. Like, I almost got offended, but you, you hear me laugh on stage a little bit. I ended up having a good time, man. It was a, it was a decent set. I'd give that set like... Like a five and a half to six out of ten. You know, decent set. I saw some great people, man. There was this another another comedian. His name is Mike Capolino. Oh man, if you guys watch any Denver comedy at all, like if you've ever been to an open mic or you know, like a new talent night at Comedy Works every Tuesday. I'm sure Mike Capolino has been there. The most Italian sounding name in the world. Sure he's been there. Uh it just has this long hair. He's always wearing a leather jacket, and he stands completely still. He kind of leans forward and just stands completely still, but I think he's hilarious. Sometimes he talks about, you know, some weird things, but I, I think the guy's hilarious. Um, that was awesome. I thought I did okay handling that heckler. I know some other comedians kind of got upset at him, and there was one guy... Again, forgetting a name, but there was one guy who was like, I've never been so scared of getting beat up by a guy in crutches before. 
that's kind of the vibe that he was putting out, man. He was like, if you talk to me, I will hit you. I have a weapon. Like, this crutch is a weapon. Like I said, though, he ended up being a nice guy. Um, and, uh, and, and, and that was awesome, you know. And I do really want to go back to that open mic. So I will be there next Friday. Uh, and, you know, if anybody from that open mic happens to listen to this, like, in the future and you dig this one up, uh, what up, man? You know, it was a pleasure meeting you and it was a pleasure talking to you afterwards. Uh, and, uh, and like I said, I actually uh, did get a couple of emails. People emailed, which I'm forever grateful for. You know, that's one of the nicest things that you can do. So, uh, really quick, these are the people that have emailed so far. Uh, shout out to Joey, because Joey, Joey sent a great email, a great email, and uh, I'm just going to read it to you really quick. Um, so I get pulled over by a rookie cop. He comes to the window and says, are you aware you were going 25 over, sir? I look at him and say, no, I wasn't. He says, all right, license and registration. I said, I don't have it. He looks puzzled, right? And he said, what do you mean you don't have it? I said, well, my girlfriend had it last, but I killed her and put her in the trunk. And the cop, like, immediately rushes to his car, obviously to call for backup, right? And then, out of nowhere, 10 cops roll up, and the same cop and his sergeant walk up to my window. And the sergeant looked at me, and he's like, I hear you have no license. And I look at him confused, and I go, yeah, I do. It's right here. And I hand it to him. And he goes, uh, well, I heard you have a dead body in the trunk. Again, look at him confused, and I say, no, I don't. You know, I walk over to my trunk and show him and said, look, right, nothing. It was nothing in the trunk. And the rookie cop looks at me completely thrown off. I look at the sergeant, and I said, I bet that lying son of a bitch also said I was speeding too, huh? Dude, shout out to Joey, man. That's amazing. That's amazing. Hope you and Mark are doing well. Um, you know, thanks for writing in, man. That's so cool. That's one of the coolest things that I've got. Uh, and, and Tulio, you know, who just goes, uh, basically just like uh, giving me props, you know, which I really like. You know, he says, good shit on making your podcast. It's hard getting your stuff out there. I really appreciate that, man. I do. Tulio's, uh, Tulio's been the homie, homie since like day one. So that's awesome. It's cool that he's listening. It's cool that he's supporting. And, dude, I'm forever grateful. Thank you so much. And Kadeem, somebody that I've met recently who's just, dude, he's hilarious, man. Kadeem is one of the funniest people that I've gotten to work with. And, uh, and again, you know, he just says it's good to be here, kind of like that joke. Uh, that joke that I was talking about with Steve Martin. You know, he goes, Kadeem goes, it's good to be here. Keep it up, dog. And, I, dude, again, I, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you to everybody that's listened. And, uh, you know, let's get to seven episodes and then let's get to seven more. So, again, that that email will be in every podcast description. Uh, if you guys want to write in, I would love to read it. I love reading anything that gets sent to that email. Oh, really quick, the last thing that got sent. Andy sent, hi, I'm so glad you decided to try Gmail. Here are a few things to get you up and running fast. 
you know, and then he sent me a couple helpful links. So shout out to Andy from Google for writing into the podcast. Inadvertently, probably, but shout out. Um, and that's this one, guys. So, you know, hopefully there's a, another or a better set to kind of decipher and go over next week. But uh, but I appreciate it, and thank you so much. Gang, gang.